Welcome to the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast, where our goal is to connect listeners to the great outdoors with hosts Brian Hoffmeyer and Ben Brandell. I'm host Ben Brandell, owner of Meant to Be Outdoors, instructor of outdoor skills, and passionate about personal growth. I'm host Brian Hoffmeyer, wildlife biologist and avid outdoorsman. Welcome back to another episode of the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast. Ben and Brian are with you here today. We have a topic that we've touched on several times. We're going to be talking about survival today. You know, we've touched on it. It's a big part about what we do and what we teach, but we've not dedicated a full episode to survival. And today we're going to do that. You know, Ben, um, in my eyes, I consider you a survival expert. Now, I will say that um, your perspective and the way you've taught it to me and the way we teach it is different than um, most other survival experts. Um, And it's really the mindset and perspective of it, not necessarily the skills, um, but the perspective of it is different. I hope that that is enlightening to people as they listen today. To get started, before I turn it over to uh, the meant to be outdoors in-house survival expert, Ben Brandell. He's shaking his head because he does not like that at all, but that that is my view of him, so he's going to have to deal with it. I want to read Merriam-Webster's definition of survival. You don't know what this is. So you're putting me on the spot. I'm putting you on the spot. I want to read it, and I want you uh, to respond because I know you have a pretty set definition of what is in your head um, with what we teach to our group. So here it goes. Shoot. Merriam-Webster's... Marion. Webster's definition of survival. The act or fact of living or continuing longer than another person or thing, the continuation of life or existence. Well, I don't agree. Just totally disagree. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that sounds like the secular natural selection definition. Right. Right. So, so yeah, let's, I guess, let's break down what, what survival is to us and really begin to look at what our differences are from that. Right. So, you and I teach a lot of people from ages kindergarten all the way up to 99. We'll go 100. If you're out there and you want some skill, we'd love to, to take you out. So what is survival? Let's break it down. Let's yeah, get into yeah, it. Uh, your, your definition, our definition, what we teach, what, yeah. is, what is survival? You know, let's call this survival simplified. I love it. Okay. There's a lot out there on this. I mean, it is is gaining popularity. There's so many different TV shows. Um we obviously teach it, and it, again, it's our best-selling topic, I would say. Yeah. So people, it's definitely on people's minds, but we do believe we have simplified it to be more true to eternity and mm-hmm. more um, easy to apply. Right. There's a lot of definitions on all these terms that we may be talking about. One guy may have a different mindset versus another, and they go out and they both show what they can do, and they're both great at it, mm-hmm. right? So... What is survival? You and I, we have defined survival as to delay your decay. Most survivalists, if you look up what that, what does survival mean, you're going to get the definition of do not die. We get that a lot. Yeah, Hear that's it a lot. pretty much everybody's answer. When we, we ask what is survival, well, don't die, duh. Duh, yeah. yeah, yeah, but the duh is, we've heard that so much that I think people think that they can become so self-reliant that they won't die one day. Right. And that's what we're here to tell you, everybody. We tell ourselves that, remind ourselves of that, is that there is a day that we are going to die. And and that's hard for people to, to deal with, right? That's hard for people to, to chew on and swallow because the reality is, is that death is going to happen for all of us. So instead of saying do not die, we are we, you and I, Brian, we understand that we need to delay 
are to cave. If mm-hmm. there are ways to not take care of yourself, and by not taking care of yourself, you possibly could die sooner than than, than hopefully the, the later. So let's get in then to delaying your decay. So how do we do that? Before you can begin to think through all this huge world of survival, there are some terms and things I want to break down because most people that are listening are thinking when I say survival, they're thinking Grand Canyon down on the bottom, trapped on the side of a rock, you yeah. know, and the crazy movie 127, 127 hours. We've talked about that before. Well, I think that's what's so fun about survival is the hypotheticals to put yourself in those situations and, and to think, do I have the skills that I could get through that? Right. But let's break down. Let's break some things down first. So you just talked about skills. Do I have the skills? Mm-hmm. Well, there are different types of skills. So we have what we call modern, modern day things that we can use, and then we also could use primitive, right? Which I call God created. Yeah. So, so with modern, it's more you've got man-made tools and supplies and. Primitive, you're using things that you find from creation. A tent is an example of modern. Right. Right. A debris hut that we make out of sticks and leaves would be God's creation, would be mm-hmm. primitive. So our hopes are to teach skills. The ferro rod that we did the Myth Monday about would be modern. Yeah. And then a bow drill, a friction fire, would be primitive. Yeah. And you can get on the crazy primitive side where you only use what you find in nature, like even making your cordage out of natural fiber. We sometimes mix modern and primitive. We do. We do that by, when we're doing bow drills, we do that by using um, paracord instead of the natural fiber that you'd find out. So paracord, for those that don't easier. know, is, you know, it's it's rope. It's yeah. a very small diameter rope. That's so. a hard skill. So having an actual cordage that lasts more than a couple tries makes it a lot easier and having to make your own cordage out of natural fiber and only giving it a try or two before it's done makes it nearly impossible for the novice. What happens is you burn it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You, there's only so many times you can use it before it busts and you have to start over. But, you know, mixing both are okay. It's good. It's, it's You're going to use what you find around you. Let's define some other, other terms here. You and I teach both types of survival, which we have defined as camouflage and signal. Yeah. And we talked about this before in, a, in another podcast, but that camouflage is is the evade side. So, yeah, if you don't want them to find you, yeah, you don't want to be found. You know, the signal side is I have to be rescued. I have to be found. Mm-hmm. So, those are two different mindsets, two different things to think through. But one one moment you may be evading to then it turning into ooh now I can be rescued and found. Right. So we teach both. And we think both is very important. And then you also have what we'll call landscapes or terrain. Like we have urban and wilderness. So all the crazy movies out there, um, I'm trying to think of one right now with Will Smith. I Am Legend. I Am Legend, yes. You know, you have that whole urban environment. He's not Mm -hmm. out living in the wilderness. He has all man-made stuff, just hordes and hordes of it there to to use. To me, that would be a little easier than, than being out in the wilderness. You'd think. Depends you know. what's coming after you, I guess. Right. I, it depends on how much food was, was in each home, I guess. But, um, you know, the wilderness side is just that, the wilderness. And and I do want to define wilderness really quick because that's going to help you in your mindset of, of preparing and understanding as we move forward. So anything greater than an hour from emergency care is called the golden. That's that golden hour that you yeah. have. That would be considered a wilderness. So that's how we'll define it because some people ask us, well, we have wilderness areas to go, 
but we also have parks and all these places. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are there's public land that's a park that may be big enough that you can get far enough away that you would be an hour greater away from care. Yeah, it just depends uh, what mode of transportation it would take to get to you, too. Do they have to walk or hike to get to where you're at? Can they fly a helicopter to where you're at? Can they drive to where you're at that really can depend uh, decide on that length of time to, to rescue you from where you were? Absolutely. So we even teach both of those skills, mm-hmm. urban and wilderness, because there are things that you, like you talked about, it could be easier to, to live in the city, but there are a lot of scenarios that you and I teach and have talked through that it probably wouldn't be very easy in the beginning because of how many people right. would be there. Yeah, there'd be a battle for resources. Right. Mm-hmm. So breaking it down further, now that we kind of define some of those things, hopefully that makes a little more sense to everybody in the big scope of, of what we teach in survival. Um, you know, You're big on the mindset, though. I mean, you really, you really push that and preach that. Because survival is delaying our decay, and and you and I and everyone listening, we are surviving every day. That's what we're doing. We are. It doesn't feel that way, though. Correct. And that's where when when you step outside of your your norm, your mindset will change. It will be different. The same thing happens when you start your first day of school, Mm -hmm. first day of college, first day of work. You have all these thoughts these feelings and emotions and what's cool is that when you're more comfortable when you know that you can go back home when you can walk in your home it's regulated temperature you know where your water's at you're not trying to look for it you know you have food if you're out of food whoop you can hop in the car and go buy whatever you want it's just so different yeah most of us live within just a few minutes of replenish supplies whatever we need we've talked about dollar general before but there's a lot of them out there so most of us live close enough to even some of these rural towns where we live you know and growing up they didn't have any types of groceries available um and now they all have dollar generals so even that's changed a lot it is it has and that that what you and i use the word comfort a lot you know we do get comfortable and complacent in Mm -hmm. that routine in that norm so anytime you're going to step outside of that, you need to be prepared mentally. You know, another way that throws people off is, you know, a death, a death of anything. There goes your mindset, you're, right. you know. And so that's why mindset is so important because it is something that you can begin to train and build right now while you're you're surviving and living life. So if you're telling people that they need to do that, Let's tell them how to do it. What what mindset do they need to be in, and, and how do they be prepared before the situation to have the right mindset? Right. So we teach what you can do now to keep you from being in a survival situation. Right. And that's, that's kind of what all of our classes are about, because the moment that you are in that situation, it could be too late. If you haven't trained enough, practiced enough, learned enough, you're going to struggle, fumble, or not make it out. Right? Mm-hmm. So regards to mindset first i've i'm always going to give credit to the creator you know he's my authority and so because i placed him as authority over my life that gives me peace helps me to be calm because i know that when my time's up it's up and when it isn't my feet are still on the ground i still have work to do there's still things need to be done and that's where all the skills that you and i teach and have learned and can do that's what we begin to do right and so that mindset is knowing that 
when I die, I'm going to heaven. That mm-hmm. truly is. But when we go out and teach, you know, we don't share that a lot. That isn't something that you're going to get in a survival program, you know, of, of, cause it's, it kind of goes back to this idea of, well, I want to be self-reliant. What can I do that I can master this art of being so good that I'll never die or I can't, I'm not going right. to die or I'm not going to get captured, whatever that is. And so on the mindset side, you know, we can start looking at family. That's why when you watch some of these TV shows, people will take pictures of their loved ones because that's going to help them to, it's going to give them the drive, the hope, the, the passion, the whatever they need to get them through whatever obstacle they're you know, being faced with. Right. That can also be the downside. You know, we've talked about Alone, the TV show before. Right. You'll see that as they get into three weeks, it really depends on the person, but mm-hmm. you will see that at some point, each of these individuals will start bringing up their family. Yeah, they start getting homesick. They get homesick, you know, and that's where that, that's the mindset we're talking about. Yeah. You know, Watching that, you know, that season is uh, a new season of that show is going on right now, and and I watch it weekly. Um, someone, one of the contestants last night, you're talking about that motivation or that what what's giving you your will to live. One of them was talking about, you know what, I I'm doing this to be better for my family, to to get money for my family, and that was that was what he was using as motivation. Yeah, he he missed them, but he's using them like I'm going to achieve this. I'm going to push through and persevere because of my family. Right. And that's what, that's the mindset that we're talking right. about. You know, that's, that's what the mindset is. You have people that don't have the will to live and they're not even in a wilderness survival situation. Right. You know, there's people that are in their homes that they don't have the will, they don't get out of bed. You know, when we teach this, especially to kids, as we're going to get into what mindset is that I don't even have to even define it. I just start asking them questions. Yeah. How many of you, got out of bed this morning. Well, yeah. all of them had to because they're they're here with me now, right? That's what we call a rhetorical question. Right, exactly. <laughs> and and so you have to act, you have to get up and you have to to start doing. And that starts with the mindset first, right? You know, we can get into the psych I'll not just psych, but the psychology of all of this, but I want to simplify it. And and honestly, in that mindset is prepare yourself now. Think through the scenarios. Learn some skills. But don't forget about people, you know. It's going to come down to you are going to have to rely on people, whether it be a camouflage situation or a signal situation. For a signal situation, you are needing rescued, and you are wanting people to come help you, you know. In an evade situation, you're going to come in contact with other people. Are they on your team? Are they against you? Mm. And you're going to have to build relationships in that. Um, You know, your singular, your alone style survival is usually the most difficult, and most people aren't, aren't faced with that, especially on all of these reality shows, because at a moment's notice, they can tap out. Yeah, and that's, or they've got camera crews there on some of these shows. Right, that's a different mindset. Mm-hmm. You going in knowing that before, right before you may die, someone can come in and pull you out, that's a completely different mindset that someone that is absolutely lost didn't tell anybody where they're going. They don't even know if they're going to make it through the night. That's a completely different mindset. And so it's preparing yourself now, thinking through that. What would you do? What do you need to do before you go? And then what are some things that you can learn right now? And what are items you can take with you when you go, no matter where that is? Yeah. So we really, we try to really simplify it and break down 
uh, to the needs for people to understand their needs for survival. So let, let's go ahead and jump into those needs. What's the first and most important thing that if you had to say, this is the one need you need to remember, Ben, what are you going to start with? The military is going to talk about prioritizing those needs. Mm-hmm. So it depends on the situation. Majority of the time when, when not even where we live locally, but majority of the time shelter is, is the number one thing that you need majority of the time, because we also teach that shelter, your first line of shelter is your clothing. And you have to have that. That's that's when we ask the kids a question. When you got up out of the bed this morning, what's one of the first thing you did? A lot of them say, brush your teeth. I'm like, good, you're delaying your decay of your teeth. Great. What else did you do? And like, we got dressed. That's right. That's your first line of shelter. There are really good shelters that you can put on, and there's possibly really bad. You know, the type of clothing you wear has an impact when you go out into the wilderness. Right. Yeah. So shelter would be majority of the time, number one. Number two is water. Mm-hmm. But that's where it starts flipping, you know, prioritizing because fire may be the second. Because if your water is not clean, you're going to have to have fire to make your water clean before you can drink it. To boil it, to purify it. To purify it, to boil it, to drink it. If you already have clean water and you need water, well, then that would be second. Does that make sense? So our, our four core four, as we teach them, are shelter, food, fire, and water. And depending on your situation, you have to start prioritizing those four. So breaking down, we already broke down what shelter is. Water, that is going to be something you're either taking in with you or you're going to have to find as you go. And as you find it, there are some sources that you can drink and there's some that you're going to have to process before you could uh, ingest them. Yeah. That big thing to consider, and and I almost call it the catch-22 of water, is even when we go backpacking, I always want to pack it and put it in my pack and take two or three days' worth. It's eight, eight pounds a gallon. Correct. It's really heavy. I mean, you can really chalk up some weight on your back with water. So then you get down to, well, do I know I'm going to have water resources where I'm going to be? Maybe I'll just take the time to, to purify and filter some water and drink it rather than carry it around. Right. Water can be found in grapevines, springs, after it rains, dew, snow, right? There's there's so many different ways. A dry creek bed, you dig on the corner, find the lowest area, Water, there's a lot to talk about in water, but to truly simplify it, there's water that we can drink, mm-hmm. and there's water that we have to take care of before we can yeah. drink it. We have to, to boil it. I love showing people the solar steel. That's a fun one to teach. It kind of really blows their minds that kind of a last resort resource of our last-ditch effort of there are no vines, it's not going to rain, what can I do to literally dig in a hole in the ground and, and pee in it? It can, can get get you some water yeah if you had green vegetation you'd put that in if all you have is urine you'd put that in speaking of urine Mm -hmm. would you ever drink your own urine in a survival situation in need of water the only time that that would ever be beneficial is to change your mindset but but bear girl says you can drink it three times out of a snake skin i'll let bear girls do what he does (laughs) you know um He's done it more than I have. Yeah. And he's still alive today. This is true. So you you learn and you see that it probably wouldn't kill you, but I don't believe there's very many benefits of it. And I won't get into the science of that, but remember that if your body is is getting rid of it, then it doesn't need it. Right. And so it's more, most of the time, the guys that are doing that are for psychological reasons. It's their mouth is so dry. They are so dehydrated. They just, they want to put moisture in their mouth to, to make them feel like mm-hmm. that's doing something, but it can harm you. It can, it can, especially if you're dehydrated drinking, 
your urine, it, it isn't very, it isn't good. Right. I, I would not advise it, but you can use your urine for a solar steel, a solar steel. Right. Right. And now as it evaporates, collects to whatever tarp source, it needs to be clear plastic most of the time. Mm-hmm. As it comes to the top, you would place a weight on top of that so that all the water collects in the middle and then drips down into a cup or some sort of device that you right. made to, to drink out of. But that would be a good option for your urine better than, than just drinking it. Yeah. And then, um, you know, some other quick tips that are really cool is now you'll kill the, the limb of a tree. You'll kill the leaves and everything, but you can take a trash bag or, you know, even like a, a, a shopping store bag, you know, a plastic bag. If you uh, were to place that over the leaves of a branch and leave it there, it will actually start collecting the moisture in that bag and there's some water for you. But you got to remember it. You need quite a bit of water and a lot of these things that we're talking about is not enough water for you know yeah. sustainment it's, it's like a swallow yeah it's a swallow it's going to kind of get you through until you find that water source or mm-hmm. to get you through to the next step so water is a tricky one because most water that's that you find isn't drinkable if it's on the ground you don't want to drink it you know even if it's a moving stream be careful in any of the that you drink um, viruses bacteria can definitely cause you problems and then once you have that now, if you're defecating, um, regurgitating, vomiting, any of those things, now you're losing even more fluids faster, yeah. right? And Water's a tough one because the further away you get away from, from proper hydration, I mean, your all your body processes change and, and really diminish from, from motor function to thought processes. Um, and as those change and deteriorate, the worse you are at being able to achieve uh, food, fire, shelter, water at, at all of it. So water is... Gosh, that's that's a crucial one, man. Being able to obtain water just to keep your body going. Your body is made up of seventy percent water. Mm-hmm. Your lungs need more water than anything else. Right. It's, it's actually your lungs that have the most water in it per organ. Huh? I didn't know um, that. You know, kidneys are getting up there too. Um, your your organs have to have water, and well, your whole body does. We'll just leave it at that. So you do have to have water. You got to. Um, but let's keep moving on. So we've talked about shelter. We've talked about water. You know, food, got to have it, but not as fast as the other ones. Right. So to You're help you remember all of these things, we also teach the rules of three. And and most of your survivalists out there are going to teach this. It isn't exact science. You know, some people can stretch this rule of three out longer yeah. than maybe other people. It's like but, a rule of thumb, kind of a, right. a, a general guideline. It's to help you to remember how to prioritize your needs. Yeah. That's really where it, where it comes from. So shelter, they're going to say three hours. We can only go without it in three hours or for three hours in inclement weather. Excuse me. When we get to water, you're looking at about roughly three days. Food, we're looking at about three weeks. And then fire is as needed. Fire is going to help you keep your warm in your shelter. Fire is going to help you procure and process, not procure, but process your water. So again, we have to boil it, clean it. So we can drink it, and then fire is going to help you with your food because you do want to cook it. If you eat raw things from insects to plants to even animals, um, you can get sick from doing that, mm-hmm. and then it can hurt you really bad or kill you. Yeah, then mm-hmm. you're done with you're it. You're done with it all. What about outside those core four, the the food, fire, shelter, water? Is there anything else that you really want to consider that can prolong um, your life, delay that decay? Yeah, there's. Technically four, but we kind of combine some. So first aid and hygiene go together. You know, you can get injured, you can get hurt. So we need to be there to 
to guard against that and then help heal yourself if you can, <laughs> right? There's not a whole lot you can take in your first aid kit for some of the crazy things. That's why we always have to call for rescue, right. you know, got to call for help. Um, so try to, to minimize risk, but you do want to take a first aid kit and have those things all the way from your ibuprofen to your Imodium things, you know, to stop diarrhea, to, to get rid of some of the pain. Um, definitely take those things on the hygiene side. It's super important because we do need to stay clean. You know, when, when you don't wash your hands and you're scooping of water or you're, you're eating with those hands that aren't clean, you can get just as sick. And we, we, we see that today, even, even living in our, our comfortable times. Um, tools and weapons are another one. If you're not carrying the tools, you can make tools on the primitive side. Like we talked about, there are ways to make those tools, but they take longer. They can cause you to end up cutting yourself or maybe bringing risk and harm to you. So if you already have the proper tools going out, then that gets you ahead of the game. Right. And the weapon side, again, for hunting or on the evading side that we teach on survival, you may need that to defend yourself. Right. right. Well, mo- most people think survival, most people, I think, are thinking um, that that signal side of, man, I got lost out here or something happened and they can't find me. I didn't tell anybody where I was going. Like trying to survive that two, three, four days, that short time window un- until they're rescued. And, th- and that's the hope. And that that's kind of the, the thought process that most people think about when they're thinking of survival. When we watch shows like Alone or when even when you're getting into that evade, um, we'll say even somebody escaping prison and you're in this camo state and you're talking long, long term, that's a whole different case of survival, right? Yes, it is. And when you when you go to an, an instructor cl- class course school, sometimes they get into bushcraft too early. And, bushcraft. And that's what that's we're going to call the that, word I was looking for. That yeah. bushcraft of how can I go do long term living now? You know, we can get into the the that's kind of the primitive side. So you have bushcraft on the primitive side. Then you have prepper on that long term side too. So using man made items right now, people are buying up canned goods and paper towels and generators and all these things to to have that long-term living. And then on, on your bushcraft side, it's the skill and the art of knowing how to take the tree and turning it into a cabin. You know, um, how can I have sustainable food in my garden? Am I putting up snares? Do I have a fish net? Am I fishing? You know, the long-term side of this, I'm, I'm going to be here for a while. Yeah. So now that everybody has an understanding, hopefully from, from listening to this of what the different types of survival are and what is needed in survival. Help them prepare. Give everybody an idea of one thing they can do for food, fire, shelter, water to start preparing, something they can research to start being prepared survivalists. Starting off with shelter would be the correct clothing that you're wearing, having the correct clothes going out. Right. So know the weather, know what you're going to do for that day, and and take the right clothes for that. Take the right clothes and always take a jacket, even if it's a hundred degrees outside. Cause majority of the places, even though it's a hundred degrees of the day, it's going to be a lot cooler of the night. Mm-hmm. So clothing, you know, knowing what clothing also in shelter is taking something with you to create that shelter. You and I teach what we call the tube tarp tent, and it is a tarp with a ridge line. So you use paracord, a tarp and four tent stakes. Yeah. That is, it's a simple, simple so easy to set up you really don't even need the the tent stake because you could use rocks or sticks or whatever so if you had if you had a rope and a tarp your shelter would be taken care of absolutely and that combined with the correct clothing mm-hmm. could survive a lot right you 
sleeping bags, leave it home. But again, those would be the basics to start out with to learn. Right. In regards to water, figuring out how you're going to pack it. So if it's you're realizing, you know what, I can't pack that. It isn't fitting in my bag or my bag's too heavy. Well, then what water sources are going to be around wherever you go? So look at maps, study them, know your trip, know the trails, know where you're going to be, and verify that there there is water there all year round. Because as you and I know, we've been to properties and places that was supposed to be a creek and there wasn't one. Nothing Just a but gravel. bunch of rocks. Just a bunch <laughs> of rocks. And so plan ahead. No, because if there's water there, then you can filter it and purify it and make it drinkable for yourself. Yeah, and as everybody knows, rocks are hard to drink. They are hard. <laughs> rocks are hard, Brian. Is that a dad joke? or It's a Brian joke. Oh, okay. It's a Brian right. joke. Uh, for food, remember the rule of three is three weeks. So you're not going to be able to carry all the food you want, but start really kind of looking into backpacking meals. You know, there are some already pre-packaged dehydrated meals that all you have to do is add warm water or boiled water mm-hmm. to it that's that cuts down on your time and you're not going out trying to hunt trap do all these things so you can have some food that has a lot of calories that's going to help you quickly there's a lot of bonuses about those dehydrated meals just add water they're really light to carry and easy to pack a lot of them are two meals in one or they be one meal for for two people um, some of them, if you know which ones to get, taste really pretty good. They do. They and, do. And, and they're providing you a good hearty meal that's going to give you some energy. Chili there. Mac. It's my favorite on any kind. I like the lasagna. I pretty think that's my too. favorite. I like pretty the lasagna. Good. You know, for food, if you're going to get on the primitive side, then start learning what insects are edible and which ones are not. It's a great place to start because insects, there's so many all year round. Winter's a little tough, mm-hmm. you know, and that's going to be the same way for your plants. Um, maybe learn a few edible plants, but I always teach that you need to cook everything, even your insects, even if it's a quick flash fry, you know, they can carry bacteria, so on and so forth. So insects are going to help you for on the food side of the primitive world. Yeah, that's really good. And I know people think, oh, gross insects, but that's one of the more, um, easy, easily attainable food sources. Mm -hmm. And it's, they're really packed with nutrition, proteins, and vitamins. So it's actually a, probably better than eating a... Bark at, off a tree because there are oh people goodness. that do that. Yeah. yeah. And I was watching Alone one season. And he was The guy was so desperate for food that he turned to eating bark off a tree. And mm-hmm. I think it was a few days later, he was so constipated that he, ha- he had to go home. Yeah. So. And there's there's different trees out there that you can uh, make drinks, you know, to get vitamin C. There's, there's a lot out there. The edible plant world... It almost becomes a lifestyle at that point, though. There's a lot of study you have to do, a lot of research, and then to identify, you have to be 100% accurate. Yeah, I was going to say, the thing about the edibles is the consequences are drastic. I mm-hmm. mean, you can get the wrong thing and die. You can. I mean, if, if you mistake uh, poison hemlock for wild carrot, and that's an easy thing to or do. Queen Anne's lace is what people call the wild right. carrot. Yeah. If you mistake the wrong one, if you mistake that and eat hemlock, you, you can okay. die. Correct. And so making sure you're 100% in your knowledge of what that is. But then you still have to cook it. Right. You, so you've got to have that fire. And, okay, right. Yeah. And so that leads us into fire. That's why we, you and I teach fire almost to every group in any survival program we're doing. It's it's fire. Right. And so if you could learn, kind of look at where your skill's at now, if you're pretty comfortable with using a lighter and matches and all the kinds of matches. Right. 
linear head of the game. Great. Yeah. You know, what if you don't have those matches? Then you need to get into the primitive side of looking at a bow drill and how do I how right. do I make a bow drill, the kit, and then how do I actually get an ember from that? Yeah. My biggest thing on the fireside, I would say, if you haven't yet, go back and listen to our, our Flint and Steel Myth Monday because we really get into ferro rods. Um, they're small. They're packable. They last for such a long time. Waterproof, um, and they're easier to use than than a primitive uh, bow drill setup. So if you can learn how to use one of those, they're not crazy expensive. They have one up just like everything else has. I think the, the ones that we suggest, the Light My Fire, are, are about $20. If you can have one of those in each vehicle, in each pack, and a couple in your house, then you're gonna you're gonna be set up to have that to use and be able to use it in any circumstance. But if you've never used one before, don't expect that you're gonna be able to use it. You need to practice and become proficient with it. Um, I mean, there's there's men, grown men, mm-hmm. that I've taken out before, and they're like, oh yeah, I can do that, and they really struggle with getting a fire right. by using that. And so you do have to practice it now when it's when it's not um, critical. Yeah, they're not one-strike wonders like old Ben Brandale over there. Whatever. <laughs> I practice a lot, Brian. You have practiced, practiced a, lot, a lot, taught it a lot. That's right. So what what do you want everybody to get from this? Understanding what survival is, simplifying the definition of it. What do you want everybody to take away from this, Ben? Big overview is remember that your goal is to delay your decay. So you can begin to plan and prepare right now. When I'm driving home, you can think through scenarios, you know, when you're um, sitting at home at watching these shows or, or television, get a notepad and start writing down the skills you have. Um, what are some things that you've watched other people do that you'd like to learn? Um, but to break it down, survival is to delay your decay. You know, there are some different skills that you want to learn how to use man-made products. And then you can then start jumping into, well, what are created products god's creation what's what's out there that i can go use to meet those needs right all that's going to be to meet my four needs um again the four basic needs that we have to have are shelter water food and fire to help you to prioritize those we have what's called the rule of three so remember that we can only go in inclement weather for three hours we're talking super cold super hot um we don't want to get hyperthermia or hypothermia then you got water Water is three days, and so you do have that that three day window to get water. However, after day one, you're going to be hurting, you know. So, am I packing it in? Where can I find it? Where's it at along my trail so that I can get it? Food, we're looking at three weeks. So, take those Snicker bars, granola bars. If you're needing more food, looking into the dehydration mills to then what is found out in creation that I can't eat. And then lastly, is that fire skill. Um, and then the biggest takeaway is. As I'm looking at this, you know, looking at this whole program, as I'm thinking about mindset, you know, it always takes me back to when God sent Jesus into the wilderness to be tempted. Now, that verse alone, without breaking it down completely, I realize there that God is testing Jesus and Satan is tempting Jesus. But that is happening in the wilderness. And I think there's a fear that comes over people when they think about the woods, the forest, the wilderness. There's just this fear about it for some people because it may be unknown, but there's big, scary animals. There's weather to deal with and... No air conditioning. No, no air conditioning, you know. That testing and temptation that happens out there, when you come back from that, you're even stronger and you're even better. You know, you and I were talking the other day about 
an episode that uh, a gentleman was doing really well, surviving, living off the land. And at some point, he began to think, man, I need to be a better father. I need to be a better son. I need to be a better husband. Mm -hmm. Those are the things that do happen out in the wilderness. And so if you're in a survival situation, you will begin to have crazy thoughts and things that you're going to have to push through, challenges that you're going to have to overcome, obstacles that you're going to have to face. But now is the time to prepare for those. <clears throat> yeah, I, I really want people to understand, you know, you are, you're surviving every day. So you you are a survivor. You know how to survive. And um, the human limits, uh, most of us can be pushed a lot further than we think we can be pushed. I hope that after listening to this, you have a really good idea of what survival is what is required to be a survivalist and and maybe are given some tools now to go gain some of those skills and start preparing the biggest thing that i want to leave with you know ben is talking about that uh survival is delaying your decay because the fact of the matter is that we're all going to die someday and i really want to point out when he when he says die he's talking about our bodies our earthly bodies because ben and i both believe um that if if you believe that Jesus Christ was on this earth and gave his life and died at 33 years old, that if you believe that and you repent of your sins and turn of your ways and follow him, that you're not ever going to truly die. Your soul's going to live on. You're going to have eternal life. One day when your body is done, you're going to go be with Jesus. And what is most amazing about that is that every single person has that opportunity, regardless of where they're at right now, regardless of where they've been, Nothing they've ever done can take that from them. And I think that's the most amazing gift and the most amazing piece of survival that we could ever truly be given. Um, so if there's one thing to take away from this, I hope that it's that for you. Um, if you want help with survival skills or equipment or things and resources that can help you to practice, please reach out to us. We would love to help you. If you want to support us and what we are doing with this podcast and some of our programming please follow our links uh, to our link tree. It's on all our social media accounts. We would love for you to be a patron on our Patreon and, and support us. And lastly, help this podcast move up the chart so more people can listen. So leave us a review, leave us a rating on iTunes or wherever you listen to help us get the word out and help more folks. That is it for this episode of the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast. Between now and our next episode, we hope that you prepare, get outdoors with your friends and family. Thank you for listening to the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast, hosted by Brian Hoffmeyer and Ben Brandell. Please help us by subscribing. Also, follow along on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook.